The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From your favorite source for Chicago White Sox talk, delivering news, interviews, analysis, and more. This is the Sox Machine Podcast with your hosts, Jim Margulis and Josh Nelson. Thanks, Rob, and welcome to a new episode of the Sox Machine Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Nelson, as we bring you a new episode as we record late on Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. In this podcast episode, we mentioned it when we talked about the Vegas over-under and getting those win totals as the White Sox were in some books 83 and a half wins for the 2023 season. Uh, there were one Caesars ahead of them at 84 and a half, and some are being brave and putting the White Sox win total at 85 and a half wins. And we just recently talked about that in one of the latest podcast episodes for the Sox Machine podcast. But now we have the 2023 Zips projections, and we're going to be talking about those in this particular episode. And joining me is the managing editor of SoxMachine.com. It's Jim Margulis. And Jim, I, I this is what I want to do before we get into the Zips projections, because by the time everybody either listens to this episode or watches this episode, they're firmly aware of what the Zips projections are. Mm-hmm. So what I like to do is let's get a vibe check. We're a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. How are you actually feeling about this upcoming 2023 season? I think I'm more or less at peace with the White Sox kind of running a ramshackle roster into the regular season. I think it's, you know, the Central's weak, uh, as we see at the standings. The Guardians are barely a winning team, and that's considered a postseason team for the AL Central. So nobody has the rights in the division to look really um, you know, or feel really confident about the way things are going. So it's more or less like, you know, I would add more to the White Sox. I would consider like an Elvis Andrews or something like that to try to uh, bolster the uh, lineup in the middle of the infield depth charts and, you know, we'll see what happens with Mike Clevenger, but that, like, that's another case where like the White Sox could use somebody to help uh, shore up the back end of the rotation just in case like Lance Lynn has uh recurrence with his knee injury or something like that. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of risk here, but 
I'm also like, well, if the White Sox don't want to do anything about it, it's their team. <laughs> like it's a, I'm not in the front office. Like I'm not <laughs> trying to drum up ticket sales or anything like that. Like that's not my job. So that's on them. I, I wish they were more exciting. And it certainly makes our job easier and our traffic easier and our revenue up when the White Sox are good. But, you know, hey, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Uh, is it is it pathetic to say I'm already over this season? Like the season hasn't hasn't even started, and there's a part of me that's like I am over 2023. Like if if we just want to click skip on this season and just sim it and tell me later and how the White Sox finish and go directly into 2024. I would be okay with that. Like there's a part of me that'd be okay with that. Yeah. There's also a part of me though that I want to be excited for this season just to see this core and what I really do think is their last chance to play together. Mm -hmm. If they can bounce back, because if all of them can stay healthy and all of them play to the potential that we've seen, like in 2020 and 2021, it could be a special season for the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Those are huge what ifs, though. And I've just, I, I, at this moment, Jim, I just feel torn. There's a part of me that wants to still be excited about this upcoming season and is curious on how it's going to play out. There's another part of me that's like, I, I, it, I'm done. Like, I, I'm over this season. Tell me how many games Mike Clevenger is going to be suspended for. Just let me know who's getting hurt, when they're getting hurt, who gets traded in July. Like, I'm really conflicted right now as we're a week away before spring training starts. Yeah, tell me when the back-breaking injury is, is kind of like the, you know, what I'm bracing for. But no, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it in the sense that, you know, I like baseball and I like putting our... You know, that's, I guess, the the fun thing about writing and recording and such is just that you put your thoughts down, you put your best guesses down, you uh, air out your grievances, you uh, you check your vibes, and everybody else's vibes and so forth. And then the games happen, and then you measure up to see how well you did or whether you're accurate, you hope you're wrong in a positive way that everybody benefits from. Um, you know, certainly we would like to be, you know, especially the the more pessimistic am- among us would enjoy being wrong. Like it's not a case where like, all right, they went 77 and 85. All right, I get nothing from that aside from bragging rights and less revenue because they weren't interesting. So that's kind of like, there's, there's no benefit for the White Sox being bad aside from like, well, you know, like we look smarter, but that doesn't necessarily mean uh, bigger, better things for us when the interest isn't there. So, uh, you know, that, that's why I look forward to it is because like, you know, I think if I weren't interested by the exercise of uh, putting our thoughts down or recording our thoughts, and then seeing how they measure up to the actual games, like then we would have stopped doing this a while ago because the uh, time isn't worth it. But that's, that's very edifying either way. Like even when you're wrong, it's interesting to be wrong. I wish we were wronger more (laughs) about just, uh, you know, how things were going. Like, uh, not that we're always right, but we're just, I I would love to be like way off in terms of how negative we've been, uh, you know, the last couple of years and the whole Tony La Russa thing, uh, you know, that experience. So that's that's kind of how I'm looking at it is like nuts. I welcome spring training. I welcome the regular season. Like, you know, it's better than just sitting here dreading, 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 you know, 
poking at the same holes over and over again. So yeah, it, it's small solace probably, but it works for me at least. I think the 2023 season as a whole for Major League Baseball could be a really exciting season. You have some really good teams in Major League Baseball that could make the entire regular season race, especially in the National League East and the National League West and the uh, American League East. And who knows, maybe maybe Seattle, Texas, and the Los Angeles Angels. Maybe they surprise us and they make the Houston Astros sweat in the American League West. Like We could see some really good races this year. And there's, again, some really good teams that have been built for this season. I just wish the White Sox were more involved in those types of conversations when people have a complete outlook of the upcoming season. They talk about the teams that they're really hyped about. And this is a great segue to the 2023 Zips projection. So one of our best friends of the show, I should say our best friend of the show because he'd be angry if I just said one of the best. But our best friend of the show, Dan Zaborski of Fangraphs.com, the keeper of Zips, uh, released the American League 2023 Zips projections for the upcoming season. And brace yourself. If you have not seen or heard what these Zips projections are, you stayed off social media or you couldn't log on to Twitter, it is not pretty for the Chicago White Sox. So for the 2023 Zips projected standing, Zips is looking at the Cleveland Guardians winning the American League Central with the 50th percentile projection of 83 and 79. The Minnesota Twins 50th percentile projection is 80 and 82. The Chicago White Sox 50th percentile projection is 74 and 88. 74 and 88. The Tigers are at 71 and 91, and the Royals are 70 and 92. Jim, I cannot lie. This was a punch in the gut when I saw this number. And when we talked about the Vegas over under numbers, I had a feeling either Zips or Bakota was going to project the White Sox like 80 and 82. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that would be the worst of the preseason projections. At no moment did I ever think that the 2023 White Sox would be a 74 and 88 win team. And the fact that that's the 50th percentile projection after a thousand computer simulations from Zips is incredibly disheartening. Yeah, I'm really surprised by it. Like I I saw that number and I was shocked as well because, you know, especially like the 11 percent chance to win the division, basically one out of nine uh, simulations like they're winning the division. And that seemed low to me. Just because when you look at the variance, when you look at like all of the injuries that have sapped, you know, the the, the key contributors to the White Sox roster, Tim Anderson, Aloy Jimenez, Juan Makata, uh, Luis Robert, like, you know, you would think some of those simulations would have, um, you know, all four of those guys playing 140 plus games and doing like four plus wins worth of damage and that they would like finish with an 88 win or 90 win total and just, uh, you know, paired with like the most proven rotation in the division uh, coming through with, you know, some fairly credible win totals, like, you know, high eighties, even low nineties. I could also see ones where like, based on these simulations, like where just the white Sox uh, core crumbles and 
two pitching injuries is all it takes for the rotation to be in shambles. And uh, they finish with like 70 wins. Like I can see it widespread. We talked about it before with like Pakoda, how the, how the blob uh, that measures like the uh, most common win outcomes. Like I thought it'd be like a wider spread, like a Mesa versus like some, like a bell curve, because I can see the number of outcomes being so wide. It surprised me like that. You know, both the White Sox, you know, median was so low and also that division was low because I could just see like them winning the division by seven games. I can see them crapping the bed. Like I can see like the range of outcomes uh, dragging the number higher just because their ceiling seems a bit higher uh, or, or considerably higher than that of a 74 win team. I agree with you on the ceiling. And when I looked at the first half of the season, you know, I'm circling series that. I think would be great temperature checks, but the ultimate temperature check to have a really good idea where the White Sox are and how this season's going to play out is Monday, July 24th. And that is an off day. And it's an off day for the Chicago White Sox after the All-Star break in which they have a nine-game road trip, Jim. Three games in Atlanta, three games in Queens to face the Mets, and then three games in Minneapolis against the Minnesota Twins. I think we're going to have a really good understanding of where the 2023 Chicago White Sox are on Monday, July 24th, and that is a week before the trade deadline. If the White Sox are... If they haven't sold already. Right, if they haven't sold already. (laughs) Uh, But if the White Sox are like five games above 500, they're probably going to buy. If they're at 500, they're probably going to stay... If they're five games below 500 and if they get crushed during that road trip, they're probably going to sell like Lance Lynn could be offloaded. If he's healthy, Lucas Giolito, yes, Monty Grandal, Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, like teams are going to be calling Rick Hahn and blowing up his phone a week before the trade deadline. And all of a sudden you can have a team that's five games below 500. And then, yeah, that that's how I could see the 74 and 88 zips projection becoming reality in that the White Sox, more times than not, if you sim the 2023 season a thousand times, they end up selling at the trade deadline because they can't stay healthy or guys are not picking up their production levels or there's just not enough help for the core because the White Sox lock the depth. And Dan Zaborski wrote about that in the post that zips likes the Tigers and Royals 27 through 52 players compared to the White Sox. Like Zips despises the depth that the Chicago White Sox have behind the 26-man roster. And that's also incredibly disheartening. So that's how I could see 74 and 88 being realistic is that July just crushes them. Because before the trade deadline, or I should say before the All-Star break, they got a home stand against the Toronto Blue Jays who look really strong no matter what projection system, a playoff contender, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Like, <laughs> thanks to the All-Star break, they get a break, but it goes Blue Jays, Cardinals, Braves, Mets. Like, mm. yeah, we're going to have a really good understanding where the Chicago White Sox are in July, and maybe that's just how the bottom falls out, or if they're overachieving, maybe that's how they crush their Zips projections. But... That's really the only realistic way in my head and I guess my heart. Maybe I'm speaking more from my heart here, Jim, that the White Sox finish 74 and 88 is that they really struggle in the first half of the season. And then Rick Hahn pulls the plug and they sell at the trade deadline. 
Yeah, either that or, you know, perhaps we underestimated just the effect of the more balanced schedule and facing every contender rather than contenders Mm -hmm. from four divisions and missing two from the National League. Like we talked about that before in the last show, trying to figure out like, you know, how we'd like to see a set of projections with the old schedule where like, you know, maybe the, the, the white Sox play the only division, the, you know, the, the schedule previous schedule said they were planned to play uh, in 2023 to get an idea of just how much that affects it. And maybe I'll shoot down a message to say like, Hey, can, here's an article idea for you just in case, uh, you know, this is possible for you to do this um, just because like, yeah, that's uh, you know, maybe that's part of the shock. And, and maybe that's why like Cleveland is projected to win the central with 83 wins versus like 85, 86, because it's taken a bite out of them. And the twins being under 500 when like, if there were six more games against the Tigers, six more games against the Royals, even for the white Sox, six more games against the twins who are not world beaters. Like that might raise them to like the previously pessimistic projections. We saw like 79, 80 wins that we thought would be the uh, way uh, that, 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 that be kind of really disappointing. So that's maybe my guess in terms of just like why 74 jumps out is like, Oh, that's, you know, you, when you mentioned they have the Cardinals and they have the Mets and they have the Dodgers and they have like, you know, at, at various points of the season, they have all these teams like, yeah, I guess, you know, if it catches them at the wrong time and like, say it's the, you know, July, Lance Lynn is down, Dylan Cease, God forbid, is down. <laughs> then they have to go through that, you know, uh, row of teams. Uh, you know, Blue Jays, Cardinals. Who else did you mention? Mets, Braves, Twins? Yes. Is that the yeah. gauntlet you're, uh, you're talking about there? Yeah, I can see it being a case where like, oh, you know, that's all of a sudden you're talking about like uh, losing five series in a row. That'd be like a disastrous scenario. And also like unlikely just because of the way, you know, major league teams shake out, you know, when it comes to wins and losses, but still like, that's kind of what we're talking about here in terms of just a a wider array of contenders on the roster than, or on the schedule than there used to be. And perhaps this is the way it manifests itself. I will try to spin it positively, or at least like say like one thing zips can't capture is just, you know, and if the white Sox, you know, make a mockery of the 74 win projection, even if they like don't blow it away, just talking about 85 wins and things go wrong and they still win 85 games because there's more talent than uh, emerged. Like it's going to say like, uh, boy, Zips really couldn't capture what Tony La Russa took off the table. And then it's going to be like, wow, the White Sox really wasted two years of Tony La Russa. Like it just, that's going to be, it's going to be a while before the White Sox can really escape the damage of that era as much as everybody would like to put it behind them and pretend it would never happen. And, uh, you know, Rick Hahn will probably treat him as, uh, uh, is the person who shall not be named. Um, but really it's, you know, those two years are crucial to this whole thing working. Uh, and, you know, should, you know, they just fall flat or even just come up short. And you're talking about like having to rebuild, first of all, why would Rick Hahn, you know, why should Rick Hahn ever be in charge of doing it? Why should Kenny Williams ever be in charge of doing it? That's why it's so, that's why this year is so bleak is because like, there isn't the prospect of a teardown solving everything because we tried that. You know, like, like, we all went through that. Um, we, we gave them the benefit of the doubt. It didn't work. And so you can't do it again. You, you know, they, they, they smashed that glass. They can't piece that back together and, and say like this time it'll be different. And that's why I think, there's a bleakness here that didn't accompany maybe the 2016 season because like everybody was kind of begging for that hard reset 
because you know just the you know the the, the accelerated rebuild uh, with the you know trade for Jeff Samarja and then like the half measures and free agency didn't quite feel right and then obviously the Adam LaRoche thing happened and it just all blew up and everybody just wants to say good riddance to the team but even if like whoever's kid is this year's Drake LaRoche and it all goes down the toilet early like nobody's gonna say blow it up because nobody's gonna say blow it up they're gonna say like I don't care that's really the option is like go White Sox or I've stopped caring last year for the 2022 Zips projections the following teams beat their projections by 10 or more games the Baltimore Orioles the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Houston Astros, the Cleveland Guardians, the New York Mets, the New York Yankees, and the Atlanta Braves. Only the Orioles, out of the teams I mentioned, did not reach the postseason, but the Orioles gave it one heck of a, a run. The Orioles beat their projection by 19 games. The Dodgers beat their projection by 18 games. The Astros by 16. The Guardians by 14 games. The Mets, 13 games. And the Yankees and Braves by... 11 games. So it is possible. I mean, the guardians were had a projected of 78 and 84 before the 2022 season and they go 92 and 70. So maybe the white Sox could pull a 14 game uh, turnaround as far as beating their zips projections. However, this table does not give one confidence. And for those that are listening to the podcast, a table that I created, and I've also tweeted out, which you could follow me on Twitter at Sox Machine underscore Josh, is the Zips projected wins from 2015 to the present and the White Sox actual wins. So in 2015, the projected win total was 74. 2016, it was 84. 2017, it was 79 wins. 2018, it was 74. 2019 was 68, 2020 with this shortened schedule, Zips projected the White Sox to go 31 and 29, 2021, 89 wins, 2022, last year, 88 wins, and this year, of course, 74 wins. So out of the past eight seasons, the White Sox are four and four, four times they have been their Zips projection, four times they have fallen short of their Zips projection when they beat their projection. It is usually between two to four games they beat their Zips projection by. When they fall short of their Zips projection, it's either big time underachieving like 2016 where they fell short by six games. Or, and this is something that Dan Zaborski wrote back in November on Fangraphs, is that it's very difficult when you're doing Zips projections in February for the upcoming season. The volatility of how big of a roster shakeup there could be especially like 2017 and 2018 when the White Sox made some trades and they fell 12 games shy of their projected win total for those seasons because they were in the middle of the rebuild. 2022, not a, I mean, there's a lot of excuses, but none of them are good, and the White Sox falling seven wins short of their projected win total. So if this trend continues as far as this table, Jim, and if the 50th percentile projection is 74 mm-hmm. to 88, now I'm thinking, well, maybe the range is more like 62 wins to 78 wins. And no matter what, if Zips is right, we're looking at a losing season for the White Sox in 2023. And it goes back to the conversation we had to start this show. That's the other half of me right now. That's like, skip 2024. Uh, 62 wins. I'm trying to fathom that with this roster. Just like what it would take and also like just what the reaction would be 
Like just, you know, what the stands would look like. I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, I, that, that seems like, yeah, just basically apocalyptic. But the team I'm kind of fascinated by when it comes to the Zips projections and how they compare the White Sox and, and stack up is like the Orioles. Uh, because right now they're 80 and 82. But when you look at like their depth chart numbers, like there's not a whole lot there. They have like, you know, some probably interesting variants like guys like Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson and, and DL Hall and um, trying to, Grayson Rodriguez. Like it, they have like a whole bunch of guys who are, you know, could be great, could be rookies of the year, could be like co-rookies of the year. Uh, could also have some, you know, guys who have to be sent down to AAA or get hurt. And like, like when you talked about like beating their projections and like teams that topped it, like it would have to, I think the White Sox would probably feel closest to the Orioles in terms of like, unforeseen depth because like the guardians we knew they could play some defense we knew that they had a you know some some elite pitching talent and elite uh production for like pulling guys out of nowhere and then terry francona it's really hard for him to have a losing record unless like he misses a lot of the year due to some kind of medical emergency so you can't really rule them out like when they or you can't really be surprised when they beat their projections because i think they're good and their organization's good and Terry Francona's good at getting uh, a greater sum than the parts would suggest. But like the Orioles, like the way they beat the projections and the way they hung around all year, even though they subtracted at the deadline, just makes me think like it would have to be like some kind of emergence of that. Like we're like, you know, perhaps the defense is better than could be projected because guys are in the right position or like there are some serious strides made or Andrew Vaughn is out of left field and Andrew Menenteni makes a bigger difference than you can realize, especially if Oscar Colossus is playing most of the games in right. Like you can see some like things falling into place. Like Joe Kelly is healthy and a difference maker. Yasmani Grandal is fine. And all these uh, guys who didn't project well are all of a sudden like, you know, being everybody the White Sox thought they were getting when they were signed. Uh, because right now, like the depth isn't like recognized depth, you know, as, as Dan mentioned, like the beyond the starting 26 is gruesome. And uh, just, you know, when you look at the farm system rankings, like the White Sox rank like bottom five, more or less in terms of farm depth, because they don't have the next ranks coming yet lined up. So it'd have to be like an Orioles like surprise where, hey, all of a sudden these guys, you know, some no names are pretty good or the pieces fit together specifically to where like, bullpens preserve close leads and defense uh, is better at run, proje- uh, run prevention than anybody thought. And all of a sudden, you know, the Pythag is, is very much in the White Sox favor in a way that was not foreseen by their previous years of performance. Well, Jim mentioned the Baltimore Orioles. We're going to take a look at the rest of the American League Zips projections after a quick word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome back to the Sox Machine Podcast. All right, as we promised, we'll look at the rest of the American League projected, Zips projected standings, and looking at the American League East, as Jim mentioned already, the Baltimore Orioles, and their projection of 80 and 82. They Zips has Baltimore in fourth place, one game ahead of the Boston Red Sox at 79 and 83. So 79 and 83 in the American League East is going to be in fifth place. The New York Yankees are projected to be 89 and 73 to win the division over the Toronto Blue Jays at 88 and 74 and Tampa Bay at 86 and 76. What this tells me, Jim, in the American League East, that this could be a very tight race all season long. Like Boston at 79 and 83, I think is pretty realistic, but I do think that they'll finish last in the American League East. They're the team that. I don't feel great about coming into the season. I think there's a situation that Baltimore could continue to rise and surprise in 2023. But I think Zips is, you know, with the Rays, Blue Jays, and Yankees within three games of each other, it could be a tight race this year in the East. And that I do buy. Yeah, that's no surprise there. I think, you know, the Orioles we've talked about, we both thought they were in a position, and I think a lot of people thought they were in a position to really add this winter, like we both thought uh, independently that the Orioles might be a great landing spot for Carlos Rodon based on just uh, how much room they have in their budgets and how they have some holes where like a premium free agent would do a lot of damage. And they've just really done nothing. The Red Sox, um, you know, basically it seems like every time they patch a hole, another one opens. So like, I'm curious, like, as we talk about the White Sox and their win spread uh, over the course of these simulations, I'm really interested in seeing what the Red Sox blob looks like because i can see a similar similar thing where things click and the stars do enough damage and all of a sudden they're winning 90 games and i could see you know one or two key injuries the bottom falls out and they're winning 60 something because of the way the red sox sometimes uh uh just the unique uh environment there sometimes allows uh disasters to really blow up in something greater so that's kind of what i'm thinking with those two teams they interest me more almost than the top of the division just because we're used to the Yankees and the Rays going at it year after year and the Blue Jays uh, the last couple of years have proven that they're just as sticky as those other teams. The Yankees have a 76% chance of making the playoffs 
The Blue Jays is 72% chance. That's a pretty high percentage to reach the postseason. The Rays are at about 59%. But yeah, the East, according to Zips, looks like it's going to be between three teams, the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Rays. And, you know, Baltimore and Boston, they both have better than 25% chance of reaching the postseason. So not as dire as, again, when you look at the American League Central and you look at the White Sox, That's it's a pretty low percentile. And then moving over to the American League West. So Zip still buys that Houston is the team to beat, giving Houston a 50% chance of winning the American League West and reaching the postseason at a 78% chance and projecting a 90-72 and 72 record for the Astros. Seattle and Los Angeles Angels tie at 85-77. and 77. And Zip slightly likes the Mariners more than the Angels when you are looking at the percentiles, like in the decimal points, like like three-tenths of a percent or eight-tenths of a percent difference between the Mariners and Angels when it comes to the wild card and the postseason. So Zips is thinking the Angels are the one team that could really disrupt as far as the projected playoff teams. Texas, 79 and 83. And then the Oakland A's at 72 and 90. And if you remember our previous episode where we talked about Vegas over under win total, the A's win total right now to the sports books is 60 and a half wins. So if Zips is right, the A's are going to crush <laughs> their win total. Uh, I don't know if you want to put money on it. I would consider that a pretty risky bet because I can't name like half of the Oakland roster right now. Uh, but Zips, for some reason, thinks that the A's, are they could finish 72 and 90 this upcoming year. And uh, as I mentioned, when you look at the projected playoffs, I'm putting Seattle as the sixth seed because they are just slightly ahead of the Angels when it comes to the percentile. But if you want to argue with me and say the Angels and Mariners would tie with this projected, I have no problem doing that. But the division winners and the wildcard teams match up to what Vegas thought when we talked about those projected win totals uh, a couple podcasts ago. The Astros being the one seed, the Yankees being the two seed, the Guardians being the three seed, Blue Jays, Rays, Mariners, four, five, and six. So, Jim, when you look at the rest of the American League, we talked about the East, but going back to the American League West, what jumps out at you? Are you someone that would be buying like the angels to having a bounce back season. The angels and Rangers. I think those uh, projections are fascinating because like just the both teams are trying to reverse just recent history. I mean, the Rangers have gone really at it via free agency. The angels have tried to tweak leadership uh, and both in the front office and managerial ranks while trying to get Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to the postseason. Uh, but they, you know, they, they've made some interesting moves. Like I think they've done well to uh, address some of the issues filling out the rest of the lineup and the rest of the rotation. But I mean, like we're still trying to see if like it's an Artie Moreno thing with the angels. So like, you know, if the Rangers stall out below uh, 500 this year with all the money they've spent, will heads roll there? Like what will, will the reaction there be? But again, like, me being drawn to the bottom of divisions, like how are the A's only two wins worse than the White Sox? Mm -hmm. Like when you look at their depth chart, like Ramon Lariano, who like we're discussing in trade talks is like a potential great fourth outfielder for the White Sox. He's their best position player. <laughs> I know. 
I know. I, I guess. Like, so, I mean, like some of it, like it, you know, that's, that's why I kind of like, you know, the White Sox number seems low, you know, and so I'm just curious, like, are there some extreme things going underneath this to where like, you know, how much are the White Sox dipping into like their, you know, 34th player on the roster and beyond to fill out games to drag their projections down that low while the A's are 72 and 90 with, uh, again, Ramon Laureano is their best position player, most projectable position player. I, I don't quite get that one. I don't think I can even name the starting rotation for the Oakland A's right now after they traded Cole Irving. Paul Blackburn. Okay. James Caprillion. Oh, yeah, they got Caprillion. Is Cole Irvin? Do they have him? No, they just traded him. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Okay, I think I'm out. Yeah, we're struggling here. <laughs> yeah, we're struggling. Yeah. Yet that team is their 50th percentile projections okay. just two games behind the White Sox. That's yeah. the one that I'm not buying. So Ken Waldachuk, who, oh yeah, recent trade. Um, yeah, right now they're top five starters by projected wins above replacement. Caprillion isn't one of them. Um, Shintaro Fujinami, hmm. uh, Paul Blackburn, Ken Waldachuk, Kyle hmm. Muller, and Drew uh, Ruksinski. Yeah, none of those guys individually are worth even two wins above replacement. Yeah, so I don't buy the the Oakland A Zips projection. I think Zips is a bit crazy there. And again, don't attack Dan Zaborski. It's the computer simulation. It's the computer program. It's been running for a very, very long time. And Dan just presses in the code, runs it, and then he reports back at what Zips has to say as far as projections. Maybe Oakland does surprise in 2023 and they could win 72 games and the white Sox severely disappoint and they only win 74 games in the 2023 season but i i think my takeaway here is that zips i, mean, I don't want to say it's a gut punch but it is a slap upside the head of a reminder that a lot of things can go wrong in 2023 for the chicago white Sox, and if they go wrong this is how ugly it can get for them. They could be a team that finishes 14 games below 500. Yeah, I think specifically if they go wrong the way they've gone wrong. Mm -hmm. Because you know, when you look at projections or like you know, track records, like it kind of bakes that in. Maybe not the specifics of the way Aloy Jimenez hurt himself uh, on the outfield wall or the way uh, the White Sox had trouble running down the first baseline. Like it doesn't necessarily have those uh, logged in to be like, what's the chances of, you know, those things happening again. But we kept thinking like, you know, why the White Sox keep hurting themselves in these very normal ways. And they just kept hurting themselves. So yeah, it's a case where like, you'd like to think that some of the really extreme stuff will stop and maybe it will uh but uh you know the white Sox don't exactly deserve the benefit of the doubt and i think zips you know being non-sentient is not going to uh you know does not have literally has no benefit of the doubt to give yeah maybe this is a team that could win as little as 74 games jim and maybe they could win as many as 88 games like this 14-game window here for the Chicago White Sox going to the 2023 season. I, I could buy that. I not the 62 and 100 uh, <laughs> idea. That would be like the one percentile of Zips projections for the upcoming season for the White Sox. But maybe the win range is closer to being 74 to 88 for the White Sox in 2023. 
If they're closer to 88, they got a real good chance of winning the Central based on the early projections. If they win 74 games, they got a really good chance of having a top 10 pick uh, in the 2024 Major League Baseball draft. That will do it for this episode of the Sox Machine Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. The next set of projections that are going to be released are going to be coming from Baseball Prospectus with Pakoda. We'll talk about those. We'll also talk about the new fielding stats that Baseball Prospectus has released in a future episode of the Sox Machine Podcast. Some interesting things have been developed with these new stats that Baseball Prospectus has released. I think some of them, and Jim, I look forward to you writing about them, confirm some of your suspicions about specific players like Tim Anderson's range and what he's able to do in the field and what he's not able to do and just how good defensively Yohan Makata has been at third base for the Chicago White Sox in recent years. So that's something to look forward to is, again, we'll have pitchers and catchers report next week for spring training and the World Baseball Classic gets started. So more preview stuff coming up, but let's see where Pakoda has the White Sox. Maybe that's going to be another gut punch. Um, But so far, Zips is a pretty cold water uh, dumped on our heads with their 2023 projections, and we are rooting for the White Sox to crush those this upcoming season. But if you just discovered the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, such as Spotify and Apple Music. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Sox Machine. And you can watch the podcast on YouTube.com slash Sox Machine. Thank you to all those that have subscribed to our YouTube channel as we have over a thousand subscribers. Uh, And we also put up video highlights of the podcast when we got them on specific topics that are about a minute and a half to three minutes. And we'll be turning out more and more video content during the 2023 season. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash machine. If you enjoy our work and want more, you can help support us at patreon.com slash machine, where our Patreon supporters get exclusive content. And that is important because, Jim, it is prospect week. So what kind of exclusive content could Sox Machine Patreon supporters expect to see during prospect week. Well, right now I'm wending my way through various categories of White Sox prospects and uh, through the Patreon uh, request line, I've opened up uh, a thread, just you know, send me the prospects you want me to hit on. Not, well, that's where we <laughs> touch upon, uh, not hit on, that'd be weird. It's a whole different other thing. Um, you know, as I'm going through this, make sure I mention, or if there are specific concerns or, you know, just uh, aspects of a prospect you're wondering about and want to know my thoughts about, let me know and I'll work them into my write-ups. And if I can't quite fit them in that way, I can maybe do a P.O. Sox exclusive mail bag after, afterwards. But at the end of prospect week, uh, regardless, will be my top 10 White Sox prospect list, which is always uh, exclusive to people who uh, are supporters of Sox Machine on Patreon. So yes, uh, sign up for you know, to support us at patreon.com slash Sox Machine, and you will get my top 10 White Sox prospect list at the end of this week before we record the next podcast. And next week will be the kickoff of our 2023 Major League Baseball draft coverage as it'll be college baseball opening day. And during the college baseball season and the prep season as well, I'll be producing exclusive content of the weekly roundup as far as the big performances and the scouting reports of the top draft prospects as they march along their seasons. And that is also exclusive content on patreon.com slash Sox Machine. So a lot of exclusive content coming away 
to our Patreon supporters. Monthly plans start at $2, so you can save with an annual subscription. Again, you can sign up at patreon.com slash SocksMachine. The Sox Machine Podcast is a production of SoxMachine.com. You're on for all things Chicago White Sox baseball and part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Alongside Jim Margulis, I'm Josh Nelson. Thanks for listening and watching. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.